Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The Black Caps thumping India over in the UAE. What a performance. Where does it all go wrong for India? The toss starting, only putting 110 on the board after 20 overs. Limping in after 20 and then Black Caps just destroying them. Getting there with 5.3 overs. Spare, Williamson, Mitchell, 49. Williamson, 33. Very, very clinical performance in the end. Baz McCullum, the skip, is going to break that down in depth throughout the show. We've just had the lads on talking the cricket, going in a bit depth, but Baz will break that down a bit more throughout the morning, so looking forward to that. Skip, great to have you back in New Zealand. Uh, also, a lot of Kiwis abroad. A lot of Kiwis abroad. Kiwi teams performing over the weekend. We had the All Blacks V and Bowden Barrett, man of the match performance over in Cardiff from Baz in his 100th test, 54-16, thumping over Wales. I'll be breaking that down throughout the morning as well, having a wee chat about the All Blacks and that performance, and, well, what a special man. I told you, the cream always rises to this height. What a performance by Bowden Barrett, scoring the first try and the last try. We multi there. There you go. That would have been paying some good odds. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to chatting about that. We also had the Black Ferns. The Black Ferns took on England in their first test on their European tour, going down 43-12. 43-12 to England, just showcasing maybe two and a half years out of the Test Arena had a big effect on the Black Ferns. They were up against England. England are the current world number one side. They have played 14 tests to New Zealand's zero, but we've got a long way to go. The Black Ferns, we've got a honey hit me a smile up. She'll join us this morning to talk about that heavy defeat and whether the Black Ferns need a improve and maybe a few changes that may be made as they take on England again and then back-to-back tests against France. Looking forward to that. And then we had a few big days of racing, horse racing, Derby Day on Saturday with Chris Waller and James J-Mac McDonald forming a partnership in the Coolmore Stud Stakes Group 1 win on Home Affairs. So Peter Vella is a part of the ownership of Home Affairs and he is also Baz and Flem's private chef. And he'll join us this morning to talk Not about him. home affairs <laughs> and maybe <laughs> and maybe run us through a couple of those 
menus and wee meals that Baz has been receiving. What, what was those oysters last night? Oh, I can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just absolutely <laughs> blown away that the, everyone else is in there getting oh, cold mints and Baz is getting matematuku oysters. How good is that? Anyway, we've got a good morning for you. We're going to talk a lot about the Black Caps, that performance, clinical performance they take on Scotland next. India v Afghanistan, and Mitchell McLennigan spoke to me a couple of weeks uh, weeks ago about that in Afghanistan. They've been trending pretty well. They will be a dark horse in this pool. Can they go and put the sword to India? Because India are under the pump right now. But before then, I've got to cross to my good mate, Baz McCullum. He is one week down. One week down, Baz McCullum, MIQ. Another week to go, bud. You're doing well. Good morning, Bazza. Good morning, brother. Yep, no, it's a week down, another week to go. But if you're going to be locked away, it's probably not a bad time of the year to do so if you're a sports and racing fan. Yeah, what a weekend that was. Black Caps topped it off just now. The All Blacks were dominant. Dan Hooker obviously went down, but he was still representing mm. us on the big stage. And then the Black Ferns have gone down just now. But there's so much racing as well. And you mentioned it, Sir Peter's Horse Home Affairs, one that he's got a, a share in was dominant in the Cornwall Stakes and is now worth an absolute fortune. Uh, and then there was also just so many other New Zealand breeds which were just serving it up over there in Australia and J-Mac, the Kiwi J-Mac, just continues to impress and you'd see the level of emotion on his face when he crossed the line on home affairs. Obviously his relationship with Sir Peter Valor is very, very tight and we'll dive into that a little bit later on too. But may I just... Just quickly want to focus. I know we had a good chat with um, with the boys Grant and uh, and Dan McCarty mm. um, just prior. But just a quick wrap up. I just seen Verrett Coley's made. He made this comment: "To be brutal up front, I don't think we were brave enough with bat or ball. We obviously didn't have much to play with with the ball, but we were just not brave enough in our body language when we entered the field. And New Zealand had better intensity and stronger body language. And isn't that?" Unbelievable for for a team mm. that has five million people behind it versus a team that has one point five billion. We out body languaged <laughs> and out intended them, if what? that's even a term. But they just continue to impress. Eh? Kane's boys, Kane and, and Gary Stead, and all the leadership group there. They just continue to impress and, and get it done. I know the other day we talked about the disappointment against Pakistan, but they played quite well in un, unsuitable conditions. But today they just flexed. I thought they just showed everyone in this competition what they're capable of achieving. Yeah, it fascinates me, mate. And look, I remember there was a lot, lot of messages and, and things spoken about last time when, when New Zealand beat the India in the WTC final. And there was a lot of chat about, well, yeah, what they can't, you know, they can't do it away from home. Or, you know, like they're, they're back in India, talking about India's conditions, back at home, they're undefeated, they're unbeaten. And then there was a text message coming through this morning about, you know, it, it even goes with the black caps. They have no fear of playing anywhere in the world. You know, you get them out of their own comfort zones, they take it on with, with open arms. You know, they, they walk towards that challenge. Whereas India, and just from uh, Virat Kohli's comments, I feel like they, they get intimidated by the, by the challenge from being outside their own um, four walls, their own conditions, what they're so used to. And you look at the great teams around the world, and... And India, they are a great side. They're one of the leading cricket nations in the world. But for me, they, uh, they don't have, have the ability to go to that next level like the, the great teams that can travel. Great at home, that are good at home, 
the, the best teams, the great teams that go on and they are, show, they are so dominant in what they do is they can perform outside their own four walls. And India at the moment, they just don't showcase that. Yes, they are a force at home, but away they're not. That, that's a good point, actually, that they're not able to showcase that they have the talent and the skills and they're not able to showcase it on the, on that big stage. It's the World Cup stage that, that I think they've fallen mm. short for how talented they are and how, how accomplished they are. The only thing I can liken it to is prior to 2011 and, and the All Blacks winning that World Cup, remember every time we went into World Cups as, as All Blacks, well, obviously you guys yeah. were involved in it, but as All Blacks fans, that anticipation, the the pressure, just that, expectation which was on the All Blacks to mm. achieve we just looking back I felt like we we didn't play the same free-spirited style of rugby that mm. we had played outside of World Cups well I think with India it's the same thing with cricket they play this freewheeling type of cricket outside of major events they get into major events and they leave all their they leave all their bullets in the chamber <laughs> and mm. they literally take take a knife to a gunfight, and they, they don't play any shots. They don't put you under any pressure whatsoever. So it's a fascinating example of pressure and expectation in top-level sport and how somehow you've got to be able to suppress that, acknowledge it, mm. suppress it, let it flow flow over you, let it wash over you, and then still go out there and play the game, which gives you the best chance of succeeding. And, and it's, it's something that unless they're able to do that, I can't see their their record in in World Cups the against New Zealand, shall I say? I can't see that improve yeah. because, of course, they have won they won a T Twenty World Cup and they won a fifty over World Cup reasonably recently. So I shouldn't I shouldn't just uh, harp on about their World Cup success, but just in terms of the last few years under Virat Kohli's leadership, I think that's what we've seen. Yeah, they. I think oh, you, you spoke. You brought it up with with the ABs, and I know two thousand seven. Um, there was a lot of, uh, oh no, not this again, not this again. And, and look, if I look back, and I think maybe if, if we didn't have the World Cup in New Zealand in 2011, and we weren't at home in our own little back backyard, and, and we kind of didn't get that um, you know hoodoo off our backs, as, as we say, um, maybe New Zealand success wouldn't have had the success that they have had as of late. Um, so for me, India, they just need some little turning point. They need some little moment where they can get something behind them so they can get rid of that what if. Oh, no, not this again. What's happening here when the pressure's on? They need something to, to flick that switch. And, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe a change in, in coaching, leadership. I don't know. They need something in there. Or you can just, like, you say that, but then you look at that All Blacks, I keep going back to it. They stuck true with Graham Henry, Wayne Smith, Richie McCall, they didn't go clean slate it. They just made little changes within the environment to get those what-ifs. Well, they had planned for those what-if moments. So it's not a surprise when you get to those situations in a game when a team does something that you don't expect, e.g. France in a final approaching the hucker and put, you know trying to just trying to get us off our game. If you plan for those, mm. you plan for those what-if moments, then they can react mm. um, better to those situations. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where India go from here, mate. Well, that's a good point in itself, mate. The, the change is the change is imminent for India because Virat Kohli's already acknowledged mm. he's going to step down after this yep. tournament, and Ravi Shastri, the coach, is already acknowledged that he's stepping down too. So change is imminent for India. But the fascinating point that you made then is was that you mentioned France and how France tried to put you off their game. Well, I think the French mm. rugby team to the All Blacks is what the New Zealand cricket team is to India. 
yeah. and and that yeah. kind of cavalier kind of intent carefree kind of approach yeah. is exactly what hits is the kryptonite for the Indian cricket side and so there's a fascinating comparison there it's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin regrow your hair search Ashley and Martin today you know what time it is it's Quizzy Dag a quiz that keeps on giving like a skip a pass Louis, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag but good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag Oh, 800-150-811 now, give it a go. Yeah, good morning, Monday the 1st of November, and we've got a good little quiz for you as we lead into Melbourne Cup Day tomorrow. How good, can't wait for that Cup Day Tuesday. I'm doing the juice clean, so I don't know what I'm up to. Anyway, we're going to go to Craig in Auckland. Good morning, Craig. Morning, Nizzy. How is it? I'm good, mate. I'm very good. How are you, bud? As good as silver, thank you. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Here we go. Question number one, mate. How many race wins does Shane Van Gisbergen have in Supercars Championships so far? Oh, I'll have to have a stab at eight. Not eight. Not eight, Greg. Craig. Thanks very much, mate. Have a great day. Brenton in Auckland. Good morning, Brenton. Uh, morning, boys. Morning, morning. How are you? How many race wins? Good. How many race wins does Shane Van Gisbergen have in the Supercar Championship so far? Would that be 50 in his career? Talking about? No. Is there, boy? No. How many Not in 50? the Supercars Championship so far? Uh, Sorry, bud. Cool. Sorry, Brenton. Go to Zaid. Zaid in Auckland. Did you mean this weekend or what? How many does he have in the Supercars Championship? So this year. But, but haven't they only raced this weekend? Wasn't that the first race this year? No, it was the resumption, Zaid, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't really follow Supercars. I'll just say five. No. Sorry, Zaid. Sorry, Naz. Sorry, Zaid. We're going to go to Richie. Morning, Izzy. Morning, Richie. How many race wins oh, um, does Shane Van Gisbergen have in this? 15? No. no. Somewhere in between 5 no. and 15. There you go. There's a clue. Somewhere in between 5 and 15. We're going to go to Tom. Christchurch, Tom. G'day. How are you, Tom? Good, Good, mate. How many race wins does Shane Van Gisbergen have in the Supercars Championship so far? Uh, 11. Close. <sighs> close. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, close. Not right. David. David. Good morning. Try 12. Good morning, David. Hey! 12 is correct, David. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Here we go. Question number two. Who did Southland defeat for their first NPC victory in over a year over the weekend? Northland. They did beat Northland. Well done. Question number three. Who will the All Whites play in Abu Dhabi in November? 
Not the UAE, sorry. We're gonna go to Mark. Good morning, Mark. G'day, guys. How are you? Good, good, Marky. Good. Who will the All Whites play in Abu Dhabi in November? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. Oh, pass, I don't know. Don't know. Pass on that one. Ooh. Okay, no worries, Mark. We're gonna go to Jordan. Good morning, Jordan. Morning. Morning, Jordan. Who will the All Whites play in Abu Dhabi in November? No. Is it Oman? No, not Oman. Not Oman. I've scared them off, Baz. I've scared them they off. Have. Well, why don't why we keep scared drumming them. up calls on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800-150-811 for Quizzy Dag. Do you think we should just have a little pause and go and catch up with Louie for a little bit of a little bit of a love racing update? What do you think? An Louis, inter- do you want to do that now? An intermission. Oh, I think that's a great idea, Vaz. This is inventive. This is innovative. Oh, I'm loving this. This is New Zealand cricket sort of stuff, isn't it? <laughs> this is outstanding. <laughs> He's danced down the wicket. This is brilliant. So keep your calls coming in there. We're up to number three in the quiz, are we? It's a, and it's there. It's it's very Googleable. Oh, 800 150 Here you go. Come on. But loveracing.nz, I love this, Baz. You can head there and check out everything that happened over the weekend and... Um, you can do all your form on loveracing.nz. Well, for me, the highlight of the weekend was winning Smithy's Tipping Cop. <laughs> that, can, can Did that, you win it? Yeah, clean them up on Derby Day. How's that? Oh, well played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of shameless self oh, that's, that's the, and, back, and back to you with Quizzy Dag. That would have been brilliant. It was fantastic <laughs> racing. Tauranga and Awafuni. Tabata was scratched out, and Frontman ended up winning on that gluggy old heavy track. So that was good. I uh, won the feature there at Tauranga. Down at Awafuni, I got rolled with Tavi Mack at the drift came, the weight just caught up with him, he over-raced and, and we Callum just couldn't quite couldn't quite calm him down and, and once they got pinged off the corner, it was kind of all over from there, so that was a shame, but Tavi Mack will be back and um, this weekend it's the 2000 Guineas down at Rickerton, so our Cup Week countdown today we've got Karen Fenton-Ellis on talking about Tiakao Shark's amazing Coupland's Bakery Mile win you guys will remember that, he just went boom up, yeah. up Tiakao Shark well, they've got the favourite in the 2000 Guineas in Novia and this Savabil colt, which David bought for, I think eight hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot. Um, he looks like a proper a proper colt. So very excited to talk to Karen Fentanellis coming up. And um, yeah, what a derby day it was! And congratulations to the connections of Home Affairs, which Sir Peter Vella is certainly one bears. So there you go. There's the Love Racing NZ update. There's your intermission, Izzy. Are we right to resume with the quiz? Well played, Louis. Well played. Well played, shot, Lily. We got Ryan, Christchurch. Ryan, good morning. How you going, boys? Ryan. Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. Hello. Question number three. Hello. Gambia. Yeah, it is Gambia. Well done. One for Google. Question One for Google. Four. <laughs> Who captained the Black Ferns in their hundred tests this morning? Ah, oh. uh, little older. Yes, was lead out Les Alder. Question number five. Bowden Barrett played his 100th test in Cardiff yesterday. Where did he play his first test? Oh. Oh. Wellington. 
No, wasn't Wellington. Sorry, mate. Dane. Uh, morning, boys. Uh, Eden Park. Morning. No, wasn't Eden Park. Sorry, Dame. Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. Where did Bowden Barrett play his debut? Where was his debut played? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to go Wellington. No, wasn't Wellington. Sorry, Chris. What's up, mate? Is that New Plymouth? Hey. No. Wasn't New Plymouth. Sorry. <laughs> David. Do you want another love racing well, update or what? <laughs> that quiz is caught Callum. fire, lads. It's caught fire. Yo. Callum. <laughs> Callum. Yo. Where did Bowden Barrett play his debut? Was that Hamilton? Well done, Callum. Good work, mate. All right, now I'm just going to talk about the All Blacks. The All Blacks match. Let us know on double eight, double three. Your thoughts? Were you pretty impressed with that performance? Wales, they they didn't really fire a shot. I mean, the first half was was reasonably close, but it was always going to go that way. Um, last week I spoke about Will Jordan. Will Jordan. I want to start with Will Jordan. How outstanding is that young kid? There was a lot of pressure on him being dropped for t- after Townsville. Um, in that match, you know, uh, for the All Blacks, probably didn't uh, make every post the winner, but from USA game leading into this Welsh game, just love what he's about. He knows how to score tries. He's always there. His anticipation to know where the game is, and that try when he chip-kicked over uh, the halfback on the weekend, that just made out of nothing. And I couldn't believe Wales kept kicking it long and giving the All Blacks opportunities to counter-attack. They did it three or four times in that second half and they got punished every single time but Will Jordan he has to be in the team he can make things happen from nothing his ability to score tries he is so quick man he is so so quick off the mark so for me he is a must selection in that side and having Jordy Barrett at the back which I know uh, there was a lot of question marks um, Bears about Bowden Barrett's goal kicking and when we need him in the crunch times to be able to get the, the scoreboard ticking over, get the scoreboard ticking over. But with his brother at the back, Geordie Barrett, who has got an absolute cannon on him and can kick it from anywhere, he just covers that basis for me. So having him there makes Bowden Barrett's selection even more um, better to, in the end. So uh, who else? Artie Savia. Artie Savia was outstanding as well. He was probably his most complete test match, if I'm going to be completely honest. He was busy. He was everywhere, both sides of the ball. He was um, really good at the breakdown area. His ability to get in there, get over the ball, force turnovers, create slow ball for Wales so they couldn't even get their game running. He was he was outstanding. And I thought, if you watch the weekend, you probably notice a big difference in the way that All Blacks defended Baz, they bought a lot of def- uh, they bought a lot of line speed on defence, and it was led by Adi Savia, uh, TJ Perenara getting up in the line, putting shots up, shooting up, putting Wales under pressure, and that is the first time I've seen them kind of bring that line speed. So I feel like Scott McLeod, he is a defence coach in there at the moment. Um, they have been leaking quite a few points uh, as of late, easy points as, as well. So. You can see the real shift in their um, in their mental um, in the mental side of the game, or their just their desire to get off the line, put shots on, make hits, 
really um, put teams under pressure, put their skill sets under pressure. And the things with European sides, they are used to a lot of line speed over there, but if any side, if you feel the pressure, you'd probably know. If you feel the pressure, you know, you, your mind can get narrow focus. You can probably lose sight of what's around you and you, and you lose, um, you know, focus of what you're trying to do. So um, the All Blacks, I thought the ability on the weekend to get off the line and put Wales under immense pressure there was outstanding. Adi Savir was one of the in, uh, one of the big, big parts of that. But also, I don't know if you watched... Were you just, sorry, you mate, the, you just uh, when Sever, you said... Sever. Sorry, when you just said you'll probably know, were you referring to my cricket career or were you referring to the UMS... Um, bees and my time at football. Well, yeah. oh, oh, I'm pretty probably. Nah. I was very, I was referring to your cricket career. I was referring to your cricket okay. career when you, you know, when you get under a bit of pressure. When when things are, you know, you would have been under a bit of pressure in your career. When things are, uh, you know, when you think feel like things aren't really happening, aren't really clicking, the teams are are doing things that you're probably not used to, or you just get a bit under pressure, you you lose sight, so you you lose your vision to be able to play. You know, like your, your so focus you is narrow-minded. So what did you do when that um, happened? Because that, that happens, right? Every game that happens. There's pressure. There's yeah. There's you, you get pressured um, like, uh, more by certain oppositions and certain players. What did you do to deal with it? Um, I, look, for me, I used to just bring it back to now because the only reason that pressure is there is probably because you externally it's probably there but it's not as there as much as you think so you probably overthink it more and you start thinking about it so your mind starts wandering you start you know you're thinking about these things that aren't even relevant to you so your mind's drifted so for me it was trying to bring my mind back to the now bringing my focus back to now and so what i used to do i used to have a physical action i used to have a physical action so my physical action was i used to rub my shoulder so I used to just wipe my shoulder, and that used to just be like trying to wipe away those thoughts, wipe away those feelings. And and when you when you have a physical action like that, it takes your focus away from thinking about what's going on and what's coming, or just the what ifs that are that are there. Stop thinking about that and just bring your focus to now. And my now focus is wiping my shoulder. It's a physical action, so it takes your mind away from drifting. So that's what I used to do, or just wiggle my toes. Something that was just like an action, an action where it took your thoughts away. From from drifting into to those little moments, so that's something I used to do. Yeah, best. Interesting. Um, what about interesting. you? You had anything? Uh, for me, I was just like I used to chew chewing gum and just sort of try and have a bit of a presence out there. So I used to try and carry myself with a bit of. I mean, I'm only four mm. foot tall, mate. So I was trying to carry myself like I was nine foot tall, um, and that was kind of you know when I so when the bowl was running in, I was trying to whack the ground as hard as I could to try and send some strong signals to the opposition as well so that was that was kind of what I did I think it's a good point you make though because there's always pressure around right and that's the beauty of mm. playing at this tournament there's uh, playing at, at this level is like you would have seen over the time that you've had there is thousands of good rugby players thousands of good cricketers out there but it's those that can make the step up and handle pressure in those key moments and be able to treat success and failure in those moments and still be able to operate they're the ones who who make the big difference i think mate i just want to take you back one one thing you're saying before you carry on with the all black assessment because it's it's fascinating you mentioned the word anticipation well on friday you did a bit of a rap for us about how you thought the the weekend was going to go and 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 you particularly threw forward a lovely piece about Bowden barrett and obviously in his 100th test match 
And we've got a little bit of a clip from this, which I think on the back of the fact that he's gone on and become the man of the match, he scored the first try, he scored the last, and he put in a performance which which wowed everyone that, that witnessed this game. Let's just play this clip. I know as of late, we probably haven't seen the Bazza that we have become so accustomed to, but I'll tell you something people always told me. Form is temporary, class is permanent. The cream always rises to the top. Mm, Zee Dag, eh? If only you could pick horses <laughs> like you could pick fan of the matches. <laughs> oh, Dougie, oh, you nailed it there, on that horse shit. Yeah, nah. You he nailed was, it. He was that was brilliant. Man. Mm, and it always always helps when you get a bit of rub of the green early on. So obviously got that intercept try to get his confidence going and flowing, and and everything just seemed to flow on from that. But like yeah, like I said, mate, um, he is he is outstanding at what he does, and he's in that position. No, you you can't be a mug and play a hundred games, and that's the thing that with with the All Blacks there is always that added pressure of the next guy. The next guy. Who's the next guy? Who's the next guy coming in to take your position? And only the special ones can forget about those next guys and, and saying, okay, you, you're obviously younger than me by about six years here, but you're going to have to earn this position. You're going to have to earn it to get this jersey off me. And that's what the special ones, the guys that have gone on to, to play 100 tests, that is what they do really, really well. And so on the weekend, mate, his direction around the field, his decision-making, when to kick, when to run, when to pass, was just out of this world. And, um, you know, like, we, we've got to put in perspective here. Like, Welsh, they fielded as a very weak inside, so it was always going to be tough-ass for them. But for him, so much pressure on him, um, with Richie Moanga at his clipping at his heels, for him to go out and put on a performance like that, when it can go both ways, Bears. It can go both ways. When you've got a 100-test match, you can probably put too much pressure on, you, on yourself and you want to go out there and do play really well and it all goes really wrong. You know, but he went out there, he stayed cool, he stayed calm, and um, things just went his way. So I was very, very impressed with him, mate. Mate, you're a very humble man, but you've absolutely nailed that. On the Friday, on the eve of the... of the, Well, on two nights out from, from that match, you've nailed it. Picked it like a dirty nose, so well done to you. As it does, mate, you raised, a, you raised an interesting point there, though, that you mentioned about how he's always had someone nipping at his hair. So, well, to be fair, Richie Mwanga stands alongside him as equally deserved of that jersey too. So mm. it's a real fascinating point moving forward is who is the best number 10 in the country at the moment? Mm. Is it Bowden Barrett or is it Richie Mwanga? Give us a text on double eight double three and let us know your thoughts and why. Who would you have in the number 10 jersey moving forward for the All Blacks? The Black Ferns, mate. They're long away to return to the Test Arena this morning when they took on England and Exeter. But unfortunately, we're a fair way off the pace. Going down 43-12 in a brutal match. Honey Hitomia Smile as a former Blackburn, and she was on Sky Sports coverage this morning calling the game with Carlton Nana, Ricky Swinnell, our own Ricky Swinnell. Good morning, Honey. How are you? Uh, Morena is there. Yeah, all good, thanks. Still uh, still keeping the yeah. eyes open after a, after a late <laughs> one. <laughs> what time was wake up? What time were you up for that game? Early start. Yeah, cool time was two o'clock, so I left Hamilton oh. at about twelve oh, thirty to get up there and get through the border, cross over thingy, and then into studio and yeah, get into it. So yeah, it's, it's been a long night. 
Oh, you'll be you'll be ready to hit the sack. We really appreciate you joining us here on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Bears is, is with me this morning. Uh, we'll talk about Good that morning, game. Honey. That game and <laughs> we'll we'll talk about the the, the game. Um, what was your take? What was your initial thoughts from that performance? Obviously, you can read a lot going into the scoreline, but um, did you see a lot of positives from the Black Ferns? Obviously, been out of the game, Test Arena for two and a half years. What just what was your take? Yeah, I suppose the, the, my initial thoughts are around the, the significance of the game. Obviously, there's a lot of hype around mm. it, it being the 100th test, ma- test match for the Black yeah. So there was a lot of hype around that. And I think for for the players, for that 23 that got named for that, it was you know, quite a, I suppose, significant milestone for them as well to play in that mm. 100th match and and I thought um, initially I was I was a bit nervous about the team that was named with nine debutants and you know yeah. there, was a, there was a lot of I suppose chat around the Black Ferns going in a little underdone having not played for you know over two years um, and obviously the result probably did show that they're a little bit off the mark but in terms of you know positive I, I think there's just probably just a little bit of leadership that needs to to um, needs to be tidied up a bit. It seems like we lacked a little bit of direction and, and I heard you guys mm. chatting earlier about the All Blacks game and the pressure that they put on Wales. You know, they kind of stifled them out of the game and I felt like that's kind of what England done to us in terms of just that yeah. constant pressure and, and their defence was so dominant. Uh, yeah, there was there's a, a few key areas I think that uh, the Glenn Moore and, and Wesley Clark and the likes will go away and really need to work on uh, for the girls to get up for next week because, you know, they've only got six days turnaround and they're, and they're back out there for the, for the second match. Mm. Physicality has been a big factor of the Black Ferns. They've always been physically demanding on, on defence. You know, the set piece has always been pretty strong and up front. They've, but I, I just noticed the... Like England, we're getting a lot of leeway around, the, especially the particular ruck, uh, the the mauling area around the goal line. They were mauling really well um, defensively. They were getting over the advantage line. So, for, for you, would that be a, was that a mindset thing, or was it just a, a case of we just haven't been we've been out of the game for a very long time now, and we you know we need time to build on that. Yeah, I think it played a huge factor. I think we were we were um, out muscled in, in a number of areas. Uh, on the field and, and the physicality was a huge part for me. We've always been that kind of real dominant physical yeah. team and it just seemed like we were a bit more passive defensively and our, you know, the kind of the line yeah. speed there but there was no sort of big contacts or um, I think we lacked numbers and tackles and, and just numbers in and around that breakdown area. We got a couple of turnovers here and there but yeah, again, physicality for me was probably the, the major uh, work on that. I know uh, GM and, and the likes will be really nailing into the girls. I think the bench that came on um, seemed to have mm. a bit more enthusiasm and, and energy in that area and seemed to want to sort of roll their sleeves up and, and get stuck in. But for me, just bringing that physicality and that real aggression, you know, it felt like as the scoreboard pressure started to build, you know, they just got into this real defensive mindset and just we're happy to stay on defence and just continue to defend. And so when we did get any kind of ball, it was like really mm. unorganised and all would kick the position away. And, it, yeah, it, definitely there's um, 
there's a you know a lot that those girls will take on, and that, they'll be disheartened with that. That's probably one of the biggest scores any team has put on the Black Ferns in a long time. Mm. Honey, as Baz said, do you think do you think it was a case of the anticipation of the game, the build-up, the emotional toll that it can take, looking forward to something so much, and then being hit so early by by the England side, it just set New Zealand back. And do you think there's there's a ability for the girls to be able to respond and get themselves um, back back together and, and get their game plan sorted for the next game? Yeah, I, I, I know, obviously, personally, a lot of those kids, and I think that that will be the mindset. Like, they'll be wanting to really, uh, I suppose, put a stake in the ground for next week's game to say, look, that wasn't good enough. And um, and we know what we now need to do to, to move forward. I mean, they've got a couple of other... Well, they've got a squad of 34 over there, and I'm sure you'll see a number of changes come in uh, for yeah. this next for the next 23. Um, some of the, the debutants that came off the bench, I thought, have earned themselves a start, and, and uh, GM's not afraid to make those kind of changes as well. So I think we'll, we'll see that, but I think... Yeah, you're absolutely right. The emotion's got to take, be taken out of them. They've just got to be able to focus and, and really get um, a lot more uh, energy and, and effort put in. And, and that aggression, I think, for me, is a big one. You've got uh, players, obviously, like Porsche and Woodman and, and Kelly Brazier still to come to the fold. The experience of Carla Hallheffer and a few other players that I know that they'll be just you know, hanging there really, really to say, yeah, I can do the job. So, you know, get me in there. Yeah, nice, honey. I look forward to seeing a bit of a black backlash uh, leading forward. But uh, I just want to take you back. I want to take you back. And hindsight's a great thing. And we've probably already covered it, but I want to talk about it. Do you think the factor that these players were left out of Farah Palmer Cup and they, they lacked um, game time and, and getting that contact, there's nothing better than playing games getting that physical contact, that played a big part in, in maybe this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been, um, you know, well covered in the fact that, you know, the girls haven't had a lot of game time. And, you know, the, for yep. the Auckland lot, you know, they were pulled out of the Farah Palmer Cup because of the, the lockdowns. And then the girls, the team that were allowed to play, they were pulled out of the semis and the finals. And you, you're totally right. You, you can't beat match, you know, game day and, and match mm. fitness. And um, although, you know, you sort of saw early on in the game, it was really England that was sort of sucking in the, the water and, and looked a bit fatigued, but I reckon they eventually just wore us down um, and mm. we just kind of sat back on our heels, really, and let them come at us. We weren't sort of, you know, that, that aggressor that went forward. And uh, I know, like, you know, looking back, as you say, the last World Cup, I mean, everything was based around defence and that real ambush, that real line speed and in their face and just giving them no room. Yeah. But to me, it's like they constantly had numbers on us, you know, would rush up and then be left short on one side and we weren't getting around the corner enough. So, yeah, a few key areas, I think, it will definitely all start with the defence. Yeah, I love that. I love you. Thank you, uh, thank you for bringing it up. When Holly Aitchison scored her try and... Uh, they had like probably seven more players out wide, so the ability to get, uh, you know, play with width. I'm talking about England here. England, you got to take your hat off to England. They are very impressive with their game plan. They they had a game plan. They went in. They executed it. And when Holly Atchison scored her try in that second half, and seeing the players that they had out wide, it just felt like they 
they had players and every, everywhere covering the whole part of the field and we had the, had the Black Ferns under pressure. So for them, you've got to take your hat off to England. They brought a great game plan. They put executed and they put the Black Ferns under amounts, uh, huge amounts of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. I think they did, you know, all the basics really well. Like, it wasn't the most flashiest rugby game. And, uh, you mm. know, it's, it's, to me, they just... They stayed really tight when they needed to, and then when they needed to go wide, they were exposing the 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 black spoons. Um, you know, they were misreading the defence quite a few times, and actually, the, the, due to a couple of ball handling errors, I think England probably left a few more points out on that field um, just through ball handling errors because they had caught the black spoons short quite a few times in terms of those numbers out wide. Uh, yeah, just. I look at sort of, to me, I look at the leadership and I know the likes of uh, Les Alder and, and Kings of Coxedge and, and the likes will carry a lot of that on their own shoulders and, and where some of that decision-making, where they probably could have made better decisions. I mean, there was a massive issue with the line-out. So to me, it was like, look, look just go, you know, go to the front because it's the only one that was working for you. But then they kept changing it up and I just think some of their option-taking um you know, they'll, they'll look at that and think, oh, yeah, we'll need to uh, change that up and be able to adapt a bit quicker to it, to what they're seeing mm. and what, are the, what, is, what the England was really throwing at them. Righto, throw yourself in that changing room tomorrow morning. What, what are you saying to them, honey? What are you saying if you've you got to get them back up, lift them off the canvas, get them ready to go again? What are you saying to them? Yeah, for me, it's just restart, reset. Um, you know, I'd be looking to give them, you know, at least a couple of days of big hit-outs, you know, big contact sessions. I think some of the tackle, tackle tech was, was poor. It wasn't it wasn't where it needed to be. So I'd be getting, you know, starting to really try and battle harden them up, really, and, and start bashing each other up a little bit harder. I mean, they've had two weeks days of So for me, it's like throw the ball in and let's play ball rush and, and bash each other up. And oh, really get, you know, oh honey. Stuff into each other because that not is enough, beautiful. Uh, Mate, honestly, like, watch look, honey play, man. You don't want to run straight at her. You don't want to run straight at honey, bro. Honestly, she'll snap you in half. Holy hicka. <laughs> oh, look, the girls are robusting, you know, and they can, they can adjust to that, and they won't shy away from that as well, you know. Often when you come off a big loss like that, they want something like that to really give them that, that decent wake-up call. So I'd say a lot of them will be putting their hands up like, yeah, let's just get stuck into each other now. So, you know, they've had all the sight scene and all the lights like that. Now it's like, okay, yeah, there's a reality check. Let's go bash each yeah. other up and really put our best foot forward on who gets the next 23 duties. Yeah, nice. nice, nice. I love that. I love that. Honey, Hidemia Smiler joined us. She knows what it takes to make a difference. Um, I really appreciate your time, honey. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Very insightful as always. You'll be tired, so go back to sleep, and uh, we'll get you on again <laughs> soon, mate. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks, Liz. Have a good one. Yeah, Honey, Hidemia Smiler there. Wow. Yeah, she's right, mate. Honestly. You, man, you don't want to see honey, honey angry. You do not want to see honey angry. I've been around her, and I've been around her when younger players have been around her as well, younger, um, you know, like women's players, and just the presence that she holds with these younger players. You can—that's exactly what she will be doing. She'll be like, okay, 
And that's, you know, after, uh, I don't know if you saw the video last last week when all nine debutantes got named, they were, you know, teary and hugging. It was a very special moment. But she, she Honey would have seen that. She would have said, nah, none of that stuff. We're here now. We've got an absolute hiding. Let's just go out there and smash each other. So, oh, yeah. yeah that's she's, good, she's though. Eh? Like, that's what you want. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the leadership mm. qualities that, that teams need, yeah. right? Like, so, okay, it's okay if things don't go according to plan and, and we don't put our best foot forward. But if we haven't, if we haven't played to our potential, what do we now need to do to unlock that potential mm. so that next time we don't have the same mistake? We don't have that same horrible feeling when we sit in the dressing room that we've made the same mistakes again and we've let an opportunity pass. And that's what experience does. And it's exactly what Honey Hiramiya Smiler is saying is this is something simple you can do to just recalibrate mm. the decks a little bit. And I think that's fabulous. So all the very best to everyone in the Black Ferns lineup the next few days. <laughs> it could be a tough old couple of trainings over there right. in there is, the UK. There is nothing worse. There is nothing worse after getting a hiding and you know, oh, no, we're going to get pumped. We're going to get pumped, especially with Steve Hansen's come. All right, get on the line. And it'll be me v Jules, Julian Savia. Yeah, there you go. Tackle him. And you're like, what? And he just runs straight at you. Boff! Just real old school, <laughs> eh? It's so, so good.